Welcome to the B-Sides and Beers podcast. Sides and beers episode six. Ah, fuck. Welcome to B side. Oh. <laughs> Welcome- <laughs> the first one in sixty. What? Three episodes. Second. Sixty four. Second. Okay. Oh, I'm still going. I'm still going. <laughs> fuck it. Welcome to B sides and beers episode sixty four. Tonight we're digging into a truly unique '90s hard rock metal band out of Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. The Smalls. There we go. <laughs> There you go. Uh, hey, hey, hey. Oh, that's so what I was going to sing too, man. <laughs> that's right. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's vintage, man. Did you get that on the Waste and Tragedy Tour? Yeah, oh, I got nice. that at the Waste and Tragedy Tour. Proper concert t-shirt. I can't remember where they played. Uh, it must have been Strathcona Bus Barns or something like that. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So I, I can't wait to hear classic. more about that. Yeah, let's dive into that in a second. Um, <laughs> hey, everybody! If you're liking this, uh, then please share it and please uh, rate it and please comment and please share it around. Because uh, again, we are having fun doing this and we want to keep it going. Uh, and we can't believe we're already on episode sixty-three. Is that what you said? Four. Sixty-four. When I'm sixty-four. sixty-four. There you go. Um, I'll, you know what? I'll I'll kick it off today. Uh, do it. Do it for the beers. Uh, I, I'm do drinking, I, and to be honest, I can't remember if I've drank this before, but uh, it's from Driftwood Brewing, and I've had that before, definitely. But the original Gravity Haze. I don't know if I've had okay. this before. Oh, I haven't had that one. No. Yeah, it's it's strong. It's seven percent, um, and it's a description of density. Uh, that's what original gravity is. So. Yeah, it's uh, hops are the fruit that perfumes the concoction and drifts us away on a cloud. So I'm going to give that a go. Uh, Driftwood. Nice. Yeah, 7% on that baby. And I haven't seen this one before, um, or at least this brewery. Uh, uh, This is Nelson Brewing, uh, a hooligan pilsner. Oh, cool. Yeah, Yeah, I've not seen that. That's a great great, uh, can. Yeah, yeah. It's just got like a motorbike, kind of a badass motorbike on there. Uh, with the Nelson Brewing logo on it. So, uh, yeah, so it's pretty standard, like 5%, like a kind of a regular Pilsner. But, uh, yeah, brewing, it's an organic beer, and Nelson just seemed like the natural thing to do. So a classic Pilsner that's bold and built for adventure. So Dan's seen that brewery before, so repping that one too. So those are my two nice. for today. Nice. Who's up next? Go ahead, Dane. All right. Um, I just cracked a... Palm Sway from uh, Coronado Coronado Brewing. Hmm. What is that? Uh, It's an... Coronado? BC? (laughs) (laughs) I think so. Oh, man, is there a place called Coronado BC? I did not know that. But probably. Me neither. (laughs) Is it? I'm just guessing. Uh, Why can't stay coastal... Island style India Pale Ale. So I was like thinking, oh, this must be Vancouver Island. But um, I can't seem to find where these guys are from. Women should not drink alcoholic beverages during pregnancy. Don't drive. <laughs> don't operate a car. Doesn't say Thanks, where they're Captain from. Obvious. Um, I will uh, get back to you guys on Sounds this. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah. It's got a picture of, it looks like it's the mainland. Uh, oh, here we go. Yeah. Coronado, CA. They're out of California. Ooh, I'm outside the format today, boys. <laughs> That's okay. You won't be alone. Yeah. Okay. Coastal California. Um, got it. Got it. Yeah. Then I saw this. It's called Haifa Project. Um, Nova Galactus Cold IPA. And I have never heard of these guys before. Uh, it has the artist. They've uh, mentioned the artist here. 
uh, Sean Karamaker. And it's just like this crazy... Oh, yeah. Rocket ship and... Makeup? Weird. Lots going on in yeah, that it's can. Yeah, diamonds and perfume. It's like perfume and, and lipstick and an alien. Kooky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. On a purple planet. Um, yeah. Yeah. So this is... Uh, out of Vancouver, Haifa Project Beer Company. Yeah, so I've never heard of them before, so maybe they're new. Cool. Um, um, yeah. Yeah. That's, I'm going to add that to the list, con- the contact yeah. list on that one. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, and then, um, we'll see, this might be for later on tonight after the podcast, but I got a, I'm, I'm all about ESBs right now, so I got a brass section from Twin Sales, which... I don't think I've ever tried before, but I'm really excited. Oh, it's not. I'm sorry. It's a dry hop saison. That's why I bought it because it was. Um, it's a six point two percent, so I think pretty uh, alcoholy for a, a saison. But yeah. it's summer holidays, boys. Yes, so why not? Absolutely. Let's do it. They're out of poor Moody. Nice, Mike. What are you repping today? Well, I said that uh, you weren't the only one leaving our usual format. Uh, I did a bunch of uh, a, a bunch of touring around, just trying to find something that I have not had, uh, and it's it's getting more and more difficult to find anything in single form. I mean, I, there, there's a lot of multi packs, six packs, four packs, and I don't know if I want to buy a full four pack of Tall Boys. On we've talked about this before, of you know, just to just to have a go at it when you're paying almost, you know, 15 bucks for a four pack. So, yeah. um, I thought I'd hop into an airplane and, uh, fly all the way up to Europe. Mm-hmm. And the first one I have is a Belgian wheat beer from Hogarden. Hogarden, man. Oh, nice. Hogarden. Yeah. It's been a while since I've had that. I actually, I've only ever had this on tap, so it's interesting having it in a can. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's good. And the other one is we're going Heineken. We're, we're doing a Heineken. It's been a long time. And I think the, 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 the biggest reason, and I'm going to say big, is the comical size of it. So this, <laughs> this, this, is, this is a regular 500, yeah. and yeah. this is a 710. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I had to, I, it was just it was hilarious so it's like it looks like andre the giant and hulk Hogan. Yeah. totally exactly so and i had so a, yeah, that's a heineken I, I bought a heineken maybe you were at that new year's party dane but i bought a heineken magnum for new year's and it was like a gigantic oh, yeah. beer and i thought it was the yeah. coolest but the smartest thing until i got like past the first like 10 sips and then it got warm and yep. That, and then I tried to like save it and like put it in ice in the sink, and it was like you already done. Slow. No, it was already done. So I was like, that was the <laughs> dumbest choice. Dumbest. <laughs> but I showed up with this gigantic <clears throat> beer, and it was just like the greatest, right? It's the beer king of the party. Yeah, <laughs> make way, make way for the Magnum. <laughs> kiss, kiss the ring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Those were like really hard to get a decent pour out of too. From what I remember, it was like all foam. Oh yeah, it was the worst. It was the worst choice. Unless for- <laughs> you had it in your fridge for like five days, just like perfect conditions. S- you had to settled. Yeah. You had to yeah. drink it out of das boot. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> <a> boot. <laughs> just remember, you gotta turn it at the end. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's where I'm at tonight with these. So nice. Yeah. Uh, you know what, man? We just gotta buy like. A, a random selection and then just here's two of mine here's two just we just swap up. them you know what i mean and then because yeah. i i'm feeling the same thing like i'd love okay. to do like a four pack of something but then i'm i don't want to commit because yep. i don't know that's why i yep. like tasting them so anyways i think that's i feel super privileged because my store is just it's a whole wall yeah and then uh almost the whole back well, I shouldn't say the whole back, but like it's pretty big. Yeah. There's the stuff that's chilled. There's at least a couple coolers. And then, like, I'm sorry, exaggerate, like half a wall. It's a lot. <laughs> no, man. We, I it's have one cooler beer. in each one of the liquor stores. It's one cooler. That's it for singles. Yeah. That's all I get. And every single yeah. liquor store that I've got. So, like, you know, it, you try to kind of branch out from that, but, and you see something new, it's like, oh, and there's lots that come out for summer too, right? So that helps. 
But yeah. Yeah. but you get awesome yeah. stuff that I have never seen or heard of before. I yeah, you it's it's a magical land out there because I never see that. Yeah. 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 Very lucky. Come on, craft brewers, let's do this. Yeah. Like get more out. <laughs> we want to drink and promote your beer yeah. again. Let us, please. Yeah. Let us do that for you. <laughs> we offer that service. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk about the smalls, boys. Let's talk about the smalls. Yes, please. Yes, please. Yeah, yeah. This is a great, great topic. A great band uh, on so many different levels too. Um, and uh, you guys probably found some some good connections to other bands that we've already talked about on this show, and even recently too, doing some research on these guys too, right? So yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's yeah. cool for it to kind of come full circle. And I mean, it's got uh, some homegrown flavor for us, uh, uh, for us all. And, uh, you know, not very many bands from Alberta slash Edmonton area really, quote unquote, made it big. Um, and the Smalls is one of those bands that kind of... Got think, close anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Western Canada can kind of, you know, hang their hats on the Smalls a little bit. But yeah. still not a very popular band and not a very big band, right? Like just never ended up picking up like East of Thunder Bay. Right. And nobody, even though they were touring everywhere over and over and over again, and they, they were a very unique project band. I mean, I I can't name another band that really sounds like them. I mean, I can hear all the elements of different bands that influenced them, but you know, I, I can't say, oh, there's another band that sounds like them, which is which is super cool. So, yeah, even to this day, oh yeah, you know what I mean. Like, and that's yeah. that is a. It feels like the Smalls is like the almost like the ultimate menagerie of different genres mixed together in in a yeah. big melting pot. There, right? Like, like there is lots of jazz. There's lots of fusion. There's lots of there's world music in there. There's speed metal. There's, there's everything. Like it's just yep. like yep. a little bit of everything rolled into one, and they're complicated songs. Yep. Yeah. You know, like and, and having the, yeah, well, it, and having a singer that that sounds like Jim Morrison, and you've got Metallica riffs and mixed with country, mixed with jazz, mixed with. Yeah, I man. I think Mike Caldwell is like one of the most underrated. Totally. Yeah, vocalist. Yeah, totally. Hands down. You know? I've never heard the Jim Morrison, though, Mm-mm. comparison. Yeah, neither have I. I. Yeah. I was more like Lane Staley. But oh, man. I, I always heard the Jim Morrison on everything. That's the first thing I listen to, or first thing I hear. And going back to all their, huh. their old music videos, he kind of, you know, when he was still young and skinny and had the long hair, he had that look. He had the... He was dressed like that in the video. He had the Jim Morrison kind of stances and moves, and yeah, I, I, that, that, yeah, it's it's yeah. a good comparison for sure. Yeah, so. yeah, he's got that high range though. Yes, you know, uh-huh. like and there's so many songs that that highlight that, but like there's he's got a lot of range, and there's a lot of songs that that display it quite well too, right? Like there's so many that he, it just shows what he can actually do. And when you see him live, he does. He sounds exactly the same, mm-hmm. exactly yeah. the same. Like he's yeah. just one talented dude that I don't know. Like I guess this is it, right? Like it just there's something cool about leaving your mark and leaving it, leave it out on a high note, but still want more, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But at the same time, I don't know how much further this could have gone, and that's what they said too, right? Like, yeah, yeah. That's the thing, but so can I throw can I throw this out there? Can we start from the back, the the last album, yeah. back to the front, yeah, and, and work our way back sure. to the beginning, back to the white album? Let's do it because we never do it that like way. You, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And to be honest with you, I didn't put a lot of time into uh, my dear little angle. I don't know why. I think I was done with them too. It was like, and I have to admit, like. I th- growing up, I remember there were small fans, and then there were small fa- like no one else. You're either a small fan or you weren't, yeah, right? Right? You either loved them or you had no idea who they were. And I remember my cousin was into them and introduced them to me, and he was a super fan. He was like, 
oh yeah, I'm 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 videoing them. I'm working for them. I'm like helping them out. And he would go to every show. We had like a the giant like smalls um, to each his own poster. Like the, I just remember the big green poster yeah. up in his room. Awesome. And I think I wanted to be more of a fan than I actually was. Right. Yeah. So I mean, there's albums that I listened to a lot, and there's some that I didn't. And my dear little angle, I never really put a lot of time into. And it's really good. Oh, yes. So good, man. It's... Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it, it. I mean, it's production-wise, like, when we get to this point, you can obviously tell yeah. that the production is stepped up quite a few levels. Massive. But, totally. But, wow, like, the arrangements... The first, I mean, the, my dear little angle still... The very first track still gives me chills as soon as it comes on. And then when he starts singing... I can't even get up that high. I can't even emulate it. It's yeah. just like, yeah. it's so good, yeah. right? And it just, he, yeah, it kicks off the album so well. But then it, it, it just goes into so many good songs. Like, even like my saddle horses died with like, uh, oh, yeah. It's like spaghetti yeah. western style, right? Like, and it's, it's got a lot of that yeah. kind of stuff, right? <laughs> yeah. Going on to it. Um, but man, oh, Fistful of Powder, Pin. Tell us about it. Yeah. That's the first song that we I learned on the banjo. Was tell us about it. That's the first song <laughs> I wanted to learn that opening riff on. Tell us about it. Oh, right yeah. on. Awesome. So right on. But feel like a woman. Yeah. Right. Like natural woman. Uh, yeah. Natural. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Natural great woman. idea yeah. too for a cover. Right. Like. Yeah. You know the lyrics. And they all had. Were, they always had great choices for cover tunes. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. 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 No. This is this album, front to back for me. This man. is Mike. Front to oh, back, yeah. yeah. This is Mike Cald- Cald- sorry, Caldwell's best album. It showcases his talent the best. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This album, I agree. I agree, and I love the cover. I always have loved that cover too. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a solid offering for the last one that they did. It's kind of like at the at the peak of what they could do, I think. And I right, and it's it's a pretty high note to go out on. Totally, and, and leaving on a fourteen-track album, yeah, yeah, is so packed with so many different paths. Yeah, and I, I, you know what, I didn't write this down, and that's not my usual, but I did not write down who produced this album. But I do remember that it was like he had produced Guar, he had produced the Tea Party, um, uh, Glenn Robinson, Glenn, Glenn Robinson, Robinson yeah. yeah, 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 uh, so. You know, and they went to Vancouver and recorded this, and this was, you know, I think this was a big deal for them. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I'd go, if you haven't listened to this album, Dane, I would give it a little bit of time and just throw it on when you're at that meeting on Monday and just (laughs) 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 let it cook for 45 minutes on on your head. You make me feel. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, it's great. And um, yeah, it's weird because for some reason I thought Waste and Tra- Tragedy was the last one. I just, I've always had that in my head. Yeah, right. And um, yeah, I, I knew this album existed, My Dear Little Angle, but I, I just never put time into it. Yeah. yeah. Did yeah. you guys watch the, so, uh, um, uh, I guess we're going, we need to go even forward, fast forward to that. Did you guys see the documentary? Right. No, I wasn't able to track it down. Okay. It's on Amazon, right? I was going to Is do it. Is it? Okay, yeah. Nicole and I saw yeah. it in the Garneau. We saw the... Oh, the, wow. Cool. Awesome. The How was premiere it? of it. I mean, it was it was good, right? Like, And uh, yeah. Terry was there. He was he was at the back. Like, he was... Uh, Nicole's like, yeah, I, don't, I remember I hugged Terry at the, at the end of it, and I saw him <laughs> on the way out the door. Uh, but it was good. Like, it was funny because we we were like... There's some things that like we kind of felt like we didn't want to know. Like it was a little bit too much yeah. information, and we were like, okay, well, it's kind of cooler before. But then I just found out when I was doing research on this, but they had they did not see the rough cut or the final cut until the night it premiered. So the band oh, wow. the band had not seen it at all. So <clears throat> I'm like, right okay, well, that makes it that's different, right? Like that's not like you know Metallica, some kind of monster. Let's bicker at each other for <laughs> yeah. four hours you know exactly but yeah um but yeah it was good it was good because there's lots of old footage right like and like kind of classic bars and and places in edmonton too that you know it was like dinwoody lounge and like you know yeah. 
some yeah. some different places they played, but um, yeah, great album. I still I still love that album. I still will go back to it all the time. Yeah. Did you guys go to um, the reunion show? The what's it? What was it called? The slight return. Yeah. Yeah. I went. Yeah. Uh, no, In 2014. Yeah. No, I didn't go. I was I was too far away, and I wasn't getting on a plane. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, Nicole. But I, I would have loved to have too. gone. That would have been cool. Yeah. What was so you went to the fest? They did two festivals, right? And then they did a bunch of shows at. Um, Starlight room. Yeah, yeah, they did some side yeah, ones too, which, which been, I didn't. I don't even know how yeah. you got into those because we never were able to do like we tried to uh, to figure it out, but we couldn't find tickets. But anyways, we did see them at uh, what's it Sonic uh, Sonic Boom Sonic That's Boom. Right, that I was gonna say Fest, Sonic yeah. Fest. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. but yeah. yeah, it was a straight. It was an odd lineup. Like I, I think I told you guys before, it was like Death Cab for Cutie, Fits in the Tantrums. Um, uh, who else was there? It, and it was like wedged in these like really. Oh, Jack White was there. Yeah, uh, it was like this very strange mix of all these people together. Foster the People were there, like yeah. just kind of you know, Sonic bands, right? But yeah. So, anyways, yeah, they and, and right. so they came out after Death Cab for Cutie. So it was just yeah. like, oh. yeah, everybody's just kind of like. <laughs> Yeah. Right, like la la la, and then all of a sudden, like the smallest come out, and, like Andrew Ference from the Oilers came out and introduced them, and there was probably like, I don't know, a hundred people in the like, you know, close to the stage. And, no way. Yeah, there wasn't a really? lot, man, and you know, and it was all people <laughs> our age. It was just like oh, all, we just looked around, we're just like, wow. Yeah, exactly. We're just like loving every second of it, right? So, you know, they came out. And I mean, uh, Mike Caldwell fell off a, a stack of, of uh, two by fours and broke his collarbone like two weeks before the show. What? So oh, he had like no. a sling on. And like we found out yeah. afterwards that like they were rehearsing every day. And he said that he, uh, he, he was like, I think my lungs are at like 50% of like what I can wow. actually do. So he's like, oh. he's like, I hope it sounds good. And the other rest of the guys are like, yeah, yeah, it sounds great. They're like, don't worry though. Like we don't remember how any of these songs go. <laughs> yeah. So just take your time and we're going to figure it out. Just us. And we'll call you back when we're ready. So he was like, yeah. okay, great. We'll do that. So they came back and he said, you know, Corb is like, I could, I didn't even remember even some full songs on the album. He's like, I didn't wow. even remember the oh, yeah. full song. So yeah, he's <laughs> like, I had to, we had to re- relearn everything. But then he's like, sometimes it would just kick in with muscle memory, you yeah. know, and yeah. he would, just, he oh, would yeah. just do it and he'd just roll on it, right? So, um, but yeah, I mean, and Dana, I got to ask you too, like the bass sounds that he gets on these albums, yeah. like, I don't know if I've heard anything like it. Like, I, I don't really know how to describe it either. It kind of, it, it's not rumbling, but it's like high on treble. It's like, I don't know. Yeah, it's like it's like that classic Ampeg. Definitely. Yeah. Um, Most of the videos I've seen of pictures, he's he's running Ampeg, so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he might have like some kind of overdrive on there. Uh, I'm not sure, but you get that real dope. It's it's so distinct. It, it just pops right through. And maybe it's up a little um, bit more it, it in the holds, mix too, right? Like, I don't know. It sounds like it's, yeah. it's higher in the mix. but It holds that bass sound, but it's got a lot of like, I would say mid. Yeah, maybe it's mid. But it, it, yeah, it really pops through and that's that's definitely like an Ampeg sound. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah awesome. Just, so it's, so, it's a good... Yeah. And they've always been a band where um, I, one of those bands where you it's it's not like the guitar and the bass are this homogenous thing. No. Like the bass is has always sort of had its place. Um and then Doug's guitar is just like riffing through. Yeah. But, but sometimes um, he's yeah. making noise. Right? Like sometimes Doug's just making noise on the guitar and you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's just like yeah. And Corb's rolling underneath it doing some kind of un- unbelievable bass lick, right? Like it's just yeah. Oh man, I think on the white album, I think he's even slapping at some oh, point. Yeah, like. yeah. 
Oh, it's it's and it, it, it yeah. Well, it fits perfect too with the you know his, yeah. his Gibson V and his uh, his Marshall JCM eight hundred. I mean, that's that's a lot of mids and cutting, right? So he loves the flying yeah. V. He's every time I've seen them, he's got the flying V. Yep. His guitars are so dirty because yeah. <laughs> he uses them. They're so dirty. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's on purpose. I, I, I'm guessing. But yep. uh, everything's all rusted. I've seen a bunch of close up pictures of it too, and it's all just rusted to shit. And yeah. Like he just leaves it in a barn somewhere yeah. or like. Doesn't have a guitar tech and. He doesn't have a guitar. Don't care. Tech. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, cool. Let's back her up then. The Waste and Tragedy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Waste and Tragedy. I've spent a um, This is probably the album I've spent fuck. the most time with out of all of yep. them. Okay. Yeah. Uh, all right. Um, this is, again, front to back, like, back again. It's just, oh, it, it's so good, man. It, everything. Yeah. Yeah, there's no, there's really nothing on here that I don't like. Like, even Waste mm-hmm. and Tragedy, you know, with the, like, horns at the end and stuff. I just love how that kicks in and then they just kicks back into the boom 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 and back into like the the horse ride music right but yeah yeah but take it from a rye man i mean there's there's a good example of corpse bass on on that right like yeah yeah um pity the man with pity fast man right hands right. another great yeah so good yeah another great bass yeah song too. what's the the first song i think that just like like and I don't know what you call that. Like they were really good at those weird sort of like putting the emphasis on the second yeah. beat kind of thing. Yeah. And then it just goes into this like fiery fast, like it's going to be fast. Yeah. And, like yeah. showcasing like Mike's, he, it's almost like he can do like a, an auctioneer. Yes. Yeah. He does that quite a bit on the, on the white album. Yep. Um, but yeah, this album is totally metal. Yeah. Waste and tragedy is, is that's their, their, like it sounds, I don't want to say fuller, but it's just like it sounds ch- like more metal. Well, it, it, <laughs> it's it, it is fuller because the production. It is, it is for me because yeah. the, pr- the the recording, the production, man. They they went from two album, well, one album being super um, basic, stripped down. Their first one to yeah. you come up with the second one. There's a little more. Uh, production to it and a little money thrown towards it. And then they had to re-release yeah. the first one, like remix, remaster it just to make it work again. And then you come into the studio for this, it's going to, it takes it next level. Totally. Yeah. Com- I mean, not completely different, but it is yeah. next level. Sonically yeah. next level, yeah. Yeah. And nobody sounds like favorite, this. But nobody's, this is, this no, is 95, no, right? Like nobody is yeah. doing this yeah. right now. You know, yeah. like. Yeah. And I think for me, this was like, the peak of the smalls as far as like, I, because I think when they, they started touring with waste and tragedy, like they were gone, mm-hmm. like they were all over the place and it was really hard to see a small show. Yeah. Uh, and then the same thing for my little angle. But uh, for me, this was like, uh, this seemed like as far as Edmonton was concerned, like where I was able to actually watch a small show, right. this seemed like the, the peak for me. So, uh, uh, bus barns? Do I have to go to bus barns? You think? I'm pretty sure it was bus barns because I it wasn't. Yeah, I'm trying to think where else would would the smalls play would you see at him that at Dinwoody? time. Never saw him at Dinwoody. Did they? They must have played Dinwoody. I think so. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I know like w- whatever Starlight was before it was Starlight. Uh, no, sorry. Uh. Rev? The bar in white, it was called Rebar, Rebar at one point Rebar. and then something else. But before that, it was called the Bronx. And I know they played there a lot. The Bronx, yeah. yes. The Bronx. That's probably where it was, uh, man. If it wasn't Strath, because I know they played at Strathcona Bus Barns too, but it could have been the Bronx. They played there all the time. Yeah, they played there all the time. But no, I, I'm pretty sure because I remember where I parked the truck. And like I ran into my cousin, and we like smoked some hash in the back or something like that. But I, it, there wasn't any parking around the Bronx, so it must have been um, Strathcona Bus Barns. Yeah. And it was a pretty big gig because I remember there was a few people from school who were there, mm-hmm. and like I ran into people. Um, it was just like a like everyone was there. There, it, you and did, it was a pretty. It wasn't. It was on white though, right? 
I thought it was. I'm downtown. pretty sure because I don't remember. Because I going. I don't know why I always thought the Bronx or, was downtown. I don't know. I remember yeah. missing a show they played at the Polish Hall. That's the one that I missed. Holy shit, yeah, really? That's the one I wanted to go to. And, yeah, oh, wow. That would have been good, too. But, yeah, I, I only saw them. I, I didn't see them back then. Waste and Tragedy, I saw them on mm-hmm. the the 99. Like, I saw them yeah. on that one and then and then on the reunion. Um, yeah. Yeah. But Nicole saw so them, this... too. Like, she saw them in, like, Friar Tuck's. In, oh really? In Sherwood Park. Oh no yeah. way! <laughs> yeah. And I was like, well, "How come we don't wow. have like we don't have like ticket stubs to any of this?" And she's like, "That's because it was like you know, ten bucks at the door, and you just paid the guy that right yeah. and then you yeah. in. Like, there's those tickets. Yeah, I remember I would get tickets at Southside Sound or mm-hmm. whatever. I probably do have the ticket stubs somewhere. You rad. Um, the one that I saw with Grimskunk, anyway. Oh yeah, Grimskunk. That's funny, man. I sent you Grimskunk there like probably six months ago because I totally forgot about them. And then yeah. I saw that they were touring with they toured with Grimskunk, and I was like, oh, that's. Oh man, and to be honest with you, I think Grimskunk was definitely the more energetic band that night. Is that right? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if the if the the boys from the Smalls were just a little tired or whatever. They don't It was still a great show. They, did, they don't really no. like they stand there. They kind of stand yeah, there. Yeah. He's known Mike Caldwell's known for not having any banter with the crowd at all. Like it's just yeah. next song, next song, next. Yeah. Song, right? so, yeah. I remember it was just like um the crowd was insane cuz it was a bigger gig. Yeah. Um, there was like a circle pit. It was just like everyone, it just seemed like everyone was there and it was like an insane show. And yeah, uh, Grimskunk was really good. I had never heard them before and I'd never seen, uh, a guy on the organ. I think he plays through a Hammond and a Leslie, but he was at the front of the stage, like a lead singer, but he was playing the organ and the bass player and the guitar player were behind him. And um, I mean, the band was the band was super tight and just like really different, kind of like almost organ focused, yeah. not ska, but some kind of weird mixture of ska and punk rock and and metal and it's yeah, it's a little bit of yeah. everything. If you go back to that album, like that ninety five album, the self titled Grimskunk album, yeah, it's it dun, 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 dun. it's yeah. good, yeah, it's good. Um, it's, 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 I don't know about the rest of them cause I haven't really dug deep into Grimskunk. They got a ton of albums, man. Like it, they're still going, uh, yeah. well, maybe not 2018, but there's, <laughs> yeah, that's a lot. They, 2018 is impressive. Yeah. Considering the first one was t- 1994 and probably the majority of yeah. these listeners have never heard of Grimskunk. <laughs> so. so they were just getting started, I guess that, that this gig that we're talking about. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, so this was '95. So yeah, I think it was just an EP um, in '94. So that was her first one. But yeah, there you go. That's twenty thousand monthly listeners for Grimskunk. But somebody's still listening. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, and there you go. The smallest four thousand three hundred and twelve monthly listeners. <laughs> right? Like it feels like there's something wrong with weird. that. It's just bizarre. Man. <laughs> It is super bizarre. When the sorry to jump around, but when the reunion tour happened in 2014, I was overseas and I was like, oh, "The this is crazy. Yeah. yeah, like this is like the poles of the earth have just shifted, yep. and this is they're fucking back, and like this must be the biggest thing ever." Yeah, I thought like it's their health. Edmonton was going to embrace this, and it was going to be. It didn't hit but, as as hard as I think maybe it was going to, but like. Yeah, like 100, 100, 150 people there, man. And like, it was great. I mean, I can't believe Yeah, that. I, I, we were I'm, kind of floored yeah, too, I mean, right? And I mean, yeah. You know, dudes passing around greasy joints and, you know, yeah. it's, it was great. It was, it was, it was a yeah. lot of fun, right? But, and they sounded good, you know, like they yeah. had a couple mess yeah. ups that you could, you could tell, but they sound, they still yeah. sounded good. And I mean, they had a, that was probably the, maybe mm-hmm. one of the biggest, you know, stages and sound systems they've maybe ever played on, you know, like, so, Mm -hmm. I mean, they were good. They were good. It was, it was nice to see them again. It was neat to see them all together on stage again. Um, But yeah, it's, it's sad that there's only 4,300 people that listen to this monthly because. Well, it's, it's like you said though. I mean, it's, it's either you, 
were a huge Smalls fan or you had no idea who they were? Yeah. Like other than other than, you know, videos whatever they had on on much music and you know, seeing seeing people around school with a Smalls hoodie or a Smalls t-shirt, I didn't know who they were for the longest time. Well, I mean, yeah. you guys have probably heard of Alan Cross. I'm sure that you have. And I mean, yeah. you know, I've... I, oh, yeah, that yeah, guy. Yeah, you know that guy. And I emailed yeah. him and I asked him, I said, you know, uh, do have you ever heard of the Smalls? Would you, have you ever done an episode on the Smalls? And even oh, Alan totally Cross, a yeah. music historian, who, you know, he does not, he had never heard of the Smalls. I stumped Alan Cross with the Smalls. And, and they've played wow. everywhere. There's no way he, they couldn't have played Toronto. Well, like not I said, like, yeah. I, I, that's chance. what I read there, that they did not hit, they did not reach farther than Thunder Bay. And I don't know my geography well enough. Is wow. Toronto east of Thunder Bay? Probably. So I don't think that if you don't make it past <laughs> that, you don't make it. There you go, kids. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. I want to look now. i got to look at a map of Ontario as I'm talking to everybody on this. All right. I've got a theory, though. Lesson. I have a theory. When you, when you watch some of the interviews... Yeah. And especially like, I love Core Blunt. Mm-hmm. He's he's got some great music. Yep. His other, you know, um, Core Blunt, his Roots Country outfit yep. is is awesome. Great. And the Hurt and Albert. Yeah, he's a he's a weird dude. Yep. And the rest of you know some of the other guys are even weirder. Yep. Yeah, man. they're just like real small. T- it's almost like they're playing a character, but I don't think they are. But it's just real small town Alberta. Mm-hmm. So when you're trying to promote a band and you got some guy who's staring at his shoes going like, yeah, uh, I think uh, we're going to be a good fit for this uh, <laughs> show of yours. And maybe uh, it, so yep. is that a part of it? I, but they're not. But they, they had sound videos on much massive music, to me. But they had videos. They had videos on regular rotation on much music. I know. When Can, right? when can Rock became a thing and it exploded, they were on all the damn time. It was Perfect. So there's should have no been way perfect. anyone could have missed it if at that time that's where we got our music. Well, then there you go. My theory goes out the window. First of all, Thunder Bay is west of Toronto, so that makes sense. But if you're getting played on much yeah. music, then you're getting played in Toronto. So yeah. there goes that theory. Right? All the damn time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. Just like, bizarre. why does it not? Why did it not catch on? Like, why did this not? happened then maybe because like i said nobody else was doing this at this time and nobody cared or what i'll throw something else at you that which doesn't make any sense their merch was Mm. huge Mm -hmm. yeah they were pulling in something like and this could be completely wrong but i heard it was like six figures a year on their merch alone wow so i mean they were a great band yeah they had this crazy mystique about them Mm -hmm. Their merch was like off, like it was just crazy. Like I put on the shirt today. Yeah. Kira's like, "Why is the logo over like covering your dick?" Like, that's not right. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, "Cause it's small. Cause they're the small." Yeah, come on. And <laughs> it was it was just so cool the way that they had things. You know, um, you know, hoodies, stickers, posters. Yeah. I saw them everywhere. everywhere. But again, it just didn't catch. It was just like. It was funny. It never made regular radio, I guess. Yeah, but, but it, much music. Maybe, but much music. So anyway, sorry. But they're on much music. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So it's just like, huh. and regular rotation. It's not like you played it a few yeah. times and nobody cared, and then it was gone. Like you got a good yeah. response from it, obviously. So you played it again, right? But, mm-hmm. yeah. but going back to those stickers, man. I, I, just a shout out to my wife who did not want to join us on this show tonight, but okay. <laughs> but, I don't blame her. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but she was like, and, and, and I mean, that's kind of you know, the Smalls is a band that kind of brought us together too. Because I remember the first time that I met her, she had a water bottle and she had a small sticker on the water bottle. And yeah, I was like, yeah. You like the Smalls, like. Nobody likes the Smalls. I'm like, that's pretty cool. Pretty cool. That was like, you know. Check. Yeah. Like, all right. All right. What else you got on this water bottle, right? Like, yeah. (laughs) Was it a Nalgene? Yes, it was. It was a pink Nalgene bottle, man. Like the big, yeah, Yeah. you know the ones. You know the ones. Oh, yeah. For sure. Yeah. So, yeah, it was everywhere. That logo was everywhere, right? So, they, yeah, they had it going on with merch. They had regular rotation in, in much music. So, like, what? 
why not? Like what? All these other can, can rock bands made it. They, at least they have yeah. a small bit of fame. Like y- 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 there's so many junky ones that had a, at least well, one hit. You know, come on, Serial Joe. Serial Joe. <laughs> 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 they got bigger than the smalls, and they had two songs. Thank you. How many? How many listeners ha- are has Serial Joe? If they have more than four thousand, I'm eating my hat. Uh, I can't believe the smalls only have four thousand. Oh, listeners. I gotta eat my hat, man. Nine thousand nine hundred and thirty-seven monthly listeners to Serial Joe. Serial oh. Joe. What is going on with this world? Four thousand for the smalls. So. Wow, there you that's go. sad. And you know what fans also like? If you like Serial Joe, fans also like Edwin. Of course they do. <laughs> oh, yeah, that dude. Yeah, yeah right. Edwin, yeah. Edwin, yeah. <laughs> that guy that left that awesome band that... Oh, yeah. <laughs> now he lives in his mom's basement. He bummed a smoke off me. Yeah? Yeah. Or was it the other way around? <laughs> no, he did. I, I had beaties and he bummed a beady off me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> When we went and saw him in the bar there. Yeah. Wow. In the year 2000. Yeah. Wow. In the year 2000. Um, I don't know. I think it's because they're they're super humble dudes. I mean, Corby made it work. Yeah. How many monthly listeners does he have? Oh, I bet you lot. it's yeah, in the five figures at least. Way more than probably any of that yeah. put together. Yeah. Right? yeah 601,000. Way more than six hundred and one thousand. He was just the bass player. He didn't. He just. I mean, he was good, yeah. but bass player from like a band that wasn't that well received. No, and, that's, and yeah, he's that's Canadian royalty. That's the transition, though, because he goes from a speed, hard rock metal band jazz to fu- yeah. ja- jazz fusion to whatever to I'm a country boy. Roots and, country, and you yeah. look at you look at Roots country, and they are that's that's the only demographic that still buys CDs. <laughs> they it's 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 nuts. <laughs> They're the only one. they go out and they buy well, the shit and they give them the money. People streaming. <laughs> I don't. It's music. The other six hundred thousand are buying discs. Yep. They're so <laughs> dumb. They still buy CDs, man. Corblund <laughs> uh, in yeah. the in the in that documentary, he said when they asked him like, "How can you go from playing in a speed metal band to playing in honky tonk, whatever you want to call it, country music?" He said it's like playing hockey and playing basketball. That's what he said. It's like nuts. You can still play both, yeah. but they're totally different yeah. sports. So. Yeah. And he's he's a rancher, like he's a real cowboy, right? Like, yeah, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He lives in Lethbridge, like he, you know, rides horses. He's a, oh yeah, he puts out ranty videos. Yeah, like, and he's all too. about he's yeah. yeah he's promoting and you know protesting against agricultural things and stuff. So like yeah, he's for oh, yeah. real, yeah. right? So yeah, uh, yeah. He like shoots him from his tool shed. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, right, like. <laughs> And yeah, he's hanging out with Ian Tyson, you know, so there's another like, you know, Canadian country royalty. So when you can get on that guy's good side, then, you know. Yeah. But he writes good songs. Corby writes great songs. They're catchy as fuck. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't, I'm, I'm sure he's won some CMAs. Yeah. Yeah, he has. He has. So, I um, mean, yeah, he's really good, really talented. Yeah. And I mean, has made a career out of music. You know, for being small enough, but big, just big enough. Mm-hmm. You know, like right, and that's kind of mm-hmm. really that's awesome. <laughs> I, I think like that would be the ultimate, <laughs> wouldn't it? <laughs> totally, yeah. You know, I think so. To be able to transition like that, and especially once you get older, I mean, um, yeah, the reunion thing looks really good, but at the same time, I get it. They're never going to play again. Yeah, yeah. They may, but yeah. it's probably. Not something you want to be doing in your fifties. No, and especially um, with that following of four thousand, whatever. Just, <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a hard. It's just it's nuts. Yeah, it's a hard hobby to keep up. Yeah. But you know, singing about whiskey and beer and getting your truck stuck. I mean, more people can identify with that. Yeah. Down by and, the uh, lake. Yeah. <laughs> my truck by the lake. Man, have you give have you given Corblund a, a a solid listen? I've I've. I'm 
I've, I've attempted a couple songs and, and none of no. it is bad. It's just not me. So it's just not you. Just, fair enough. None not of it's bad. It I mean, you. the, 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 yeah. the songwriting is solid and you know, his, his, he's got the package. So, but yeah, like I, said, it's just I don't me. think he would be as successful without the smalls though. Cause he's got, again, that mystique that like, Oh, he came from that underground punk band. I don't think so, dude. I mean, if, that was everywhere, and now he's doing country. It, it, it's a good story. If you went to a Hurt and Albertans show and you talked to yeah. everyone in the crowd and asked them if they know the Smalls, I guarantee you, no one would know. I don't know about that. I, there's a lot of people who really respect Corby yeah. and will, you know, go to his shows, and you know, I'm I'm sure the numbers are not like. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's probably two out of ten, yeah. something like that. But those two people will be like, "Oh my God, yeah. I love Corby." Yeah, you know, I I I love everything he does. He's amazing. I'm super proud of him. And I think the people that, who do know who he is are super fucking proud of him. Yeah. Um, but are, are you and a he's fan he's not a pretentious. A fan? That's the thing. I mean, like he yeah, says two sides I mean, of the like, coin, right? So. yeah, there's a lot of people that watch basketball and hockey. Yeah. Yeah, and um, I like, and it's funny too. I was gonna mention this because I had I had seen this before, even before I was doing research on this. But like, Corblon Band came out with their first album in '95. The hmm, s- I didn't know yeah, that. The same year that Tragedy came out. So I'm like, okay, well, is there a little yeah. bit of, you know? And then I'm like, okay, well, then he came out with his, his second album in 1999, the same year that yeah. My Dear Little Angle came out. Yeah. He just snuck back in the studio after everyone was and done. then just yeah. kept going. Two thousand and two, <laughs> yeah. two thousand and five, yeah. and here we go. Right, like just keep it rolling. This is so, paid for already. Studio time's paid for. I might as well do my country. Exactly. Album. See you guys later. Yeah. Bye bye. <laughs> you guys going home? All right. I'm just gonna. You know, I gotta take a poop. Oh, blah, blah. Forgot my coat just in the bag. In the pres- yeah. <laughs> Forgot my coat. Have a whiskey back. and practice a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, you can't deny the country influence on the small. Oh, yeah. there's tires. Yeah, yeah. There's lots. Yeah, and that's what make again. That's one of those things that makes it so unique. You're just like you think you're listening to speed metal, but then you're like, oh, I need a rawhide thong to tighten when it goes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. My saddle horse is. Di- I mean, yeah. It's it's there. It's it's super. Yeah, um, it's heavily a big part of the sound. Question. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, and you know what? Like for Corb, I I think my favorite Corb album, like if you wanted to kind of jump right into, would be Cabin Fever, twenty twelve Cabin Fever, getting down on the mountain, dig grave digger, uh, Bible on the dash. All those songs are like kind of. I don't think I've heard. I don't think I've. Yeah, check heard that album out. Twenty twelve. It's a, it's a yeah. pretty good one. And there's, uh, don't get me wrong, not every single one's a a banger on there, but, um, it's good. It's a good start to the whole thing. So, um, right on. Let's go back to to each his own. To each his own. What an awesome name for an album. Let's just start with that. I still use oh. that, man. I still when I say that that, yeah. that phrase, I still say it that way. yeah yeah it's poetry totally yeah super creative yeah and two in that documentary they talked about how they got the name right the corvus they talked about uh the big corporations and you know the corb is like well he's like if they're the bigs he's like then i guess we're the smalls yeah (laughs) that makes all right that's great yeah yeah so but this album is another, oh, another front to back for me. Totally. Really? Oh, yeah, man. Okay. The, the, the first two albums were the only ones that I ever gave really any time to until, I don't know, maybe five, six years ago. I, I got into the, the, the last two, but it was always these. Yeah, I... I mean, Payload is right off the bat. Payload, as as you're saying that right Wow, oh, man. Yeah. It's so different. It's like, um, yeah. Uh, and it's pretty raw sounding again in this album, right? Like it's very, yeah. yeah. I don't know how to describe it, basement sounding. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, on the Warpath, uh, uh, another great bass line, you know, like, mm-hmm. yeah. And vocal performance on this too. And more noise from Doug, like just, yeah. 
I'm going song by song on these, but it's a good album. Yeah. <laughs> well, D- Doug's always had an interesting tone too, because it was it's it's always <clears throat> been very buzzsaw kind of cutting. Yeah. Like it 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 never sounded to me like a uh, a, a JCM 800 and a Flying V. It, it it was like he was running through a metal z- or um, yeah, metal zone metal or zone, uh, yeah. what what's pedal? Yeah, yeah. Um, so like just just very chainsaw kind of a kind of a deal and and yeah it's but it fits it fits in the mix and it's very unique the going back to definitely waste and tragedy like uranus explodes is a great like that opening part like where it's just guitar <laughs> like the it just does that for like ever and then it comes in with like but no, don't, 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 you know, but he's still going that digga, 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 digga. It's just, it's like, it's so different. So different. Such yeah. a different sound too. Right. But is it, is, yeah, is it totally. Uranus think, or is it Uranus? Well, I always say Uranus, Uranus. explodes. That's the way it should be. You know what I learned yesterday? It's not tinnitus. It's tinnitus. Tinnitus? <laughs> it's tinnitus. It's tinnitus. Oh, okay. T- tinnitus. I guess I got tinnitus. Anyway, I think, um, I think Waste and Tragedy, that they started layering guitars where yeah. like the White Album and uh, To Each His Own, I, it sounds like he's it's done in one take. He's just <laughs> yeah. like, yep. all right, I'm going to turn it up. Who cares where the mic is? I'm just going to fucking rip through it. Yep. Yep. That's what it sounds like to me. Yeah. Yeah. But it's honest. It comes by honestly. Totally. That's for sure. Totally. Yeah. Um, yeah. And again, this is 92 right so yeah, yeah this is- <laughs> framing that in what else is going on in 92 and you think about payload in 92 yep. it sounds like that which was a great i think that was one of the f- i'm trying to think if there was any other like the first video i saw in much music must have been payload that that's the that one was yeah that one was on heavy rotation yeah. Yeah. yeah and it was a great song so good yeah yeah that's what got me in there um Okay, and then going back, I mean, to the first album. Yeah. I listened to this album a shit ton. <laughs> yeah. I listened to this album all the time. Yeah, man. There was a period of maybe a year and a half where it was it was just on all the time. Every I loved song it. Is, this is still my favorite album. On cassette, though, oh, right? It's... When you got driving through detox and middle of the road and dun 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 and Ta-da. like it's all Hello, good. I'm, I'm Johnny Cash. Cash. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're just like, oh my god. Yep. <laughs> uh, did you have it on cassette? No, I actually. This was probably one of the first CDs I bought. No, oh, I lie. I I had lots of CDs, but I I bought this on <laughs> yeah. CD. Yeah. yeah, I lie. Uh, yeah. I found out today, man. <laughs> that I did not know the middle of the road is a cover tune. I did, I found what? That, yeah. Really? How you did know? you not know that? Commodores, no, man. Not the Commodores. The Pretenders. Yeah. Pretenders. How did you not know that? I did. Come on, man. My parents were big Pretenders fans for some reason. They would Pretenders. like blast the Pretenders. The original before this. And yeah. It's a good tour. I listened to it today. It's a good track. It's a great I, got no, I got nothing against the yeah. Pretenders. I got nothing against Chrissy Hine, but I just, I never listened they to it. They got a movie. Do they? Or something. Yeah, there's a movie. Oh. They're in it. Is there? Yeah. Huh. Didn't know that. I don't know. Yeah, like I said, my parents were big fans. It's weird. <laughs> it's a it's a great cover though. I mean, yeah. it's a, it's an excellent. That's oh, yeah, an awesome cover. Yeah. And you know what I love about this album? There's mistakes everywhere. Yep. yep. It's raw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, guys, we have we have how, how much money you got in your pocket? Okay, we got five hundred bucks between us. Oh, let's go into the studio and let's just do what we can and totally and i think i remember reading this like as a teenager they recorded in leduc i think yeah, or sounds about right it was yeah and it was for more the sum of 700 dollars, <laughs> and it sounds like it was done in three nights yep. like but works it's just, just so well but it's yeah. it's like bleach man it, it, i mean it's that same yeah. sort of raw vibe five hundred dollars like, in two days and yeah. done a weekend yeah. and you're good. Here's your album, and it's it's it, it's still great today. Yeah, but there's something there, and like Doug is super fast on this album. Mm-hmm. That's what I remember. Yep. This is one of the first times I remember listening to like really fast music. Yep. Yeah, and and with Mike's vocals, like 
just as fast, like they were like meshed together. Mm-hmm. You didn't really hear a lot of Corby in there. Yeah. Um, and then Terry's like, of course, just like he saw it, man. He fast. saw all these albums. He saw it. You know, like, yeah. He adds some more double basses. The the waste of tragedy and uh, my dear little angle come in. He adds more into it. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I think maybe he yeah. like could afford a double bass pedal. Maybe I don't know. Maybe that's what it was. But um, yeah. He's yeah he's he's a great drummer. I think he's yeah. he's does exactly what he needs to do. And for the crazy arrangements and the crazy things that go on in this, he does exactly what needs to happen in each one of those situations. You right. know what I mean? Like it's it's tough because you could it could be very cheesy based on the drumming. It could mm-hmm. it could be one way or the other with this yeah. music, right? Like it could be like okay, that's lame or the way he does it. Yeah. yeah. So Flip, I wanted to ask you, do you think this was like how do you put together strange arrangements like that as a drummer? Is it like a vibe or are you like, okay, this is gonna be sixteen seven? I you know what, time, man? I think those I think be... they figured it out. I think the Doug and Corb figured it out and I think Terry was just along for the ride. Because I think yeah. that they would they just did those things and he just kinda fell into place because you know and maybe some of those like and they're big on that too. You talked about like them playing on the offbeat. They're also big on yeah. like breaking it down, and they mm-hmm. and they'll yeah. and they'll do halftime all the time, right? They'll they'll yeah. that's a <laughs> lots lots. They love I need doing a that. Shirt right? that says that yeah. halftime all the time. <laughs> but you know what I mean, right? And you and I love that too. Fucking, I love. When yeah. you drop it down to like half time, right? It's just yeah. they do that a lot, yeah. and it it works. But again, that's that's Terry. You know, he's yeah. he's a different kind of cat. Yeah. Um, but you know what? On this album, my favorite song on this album is "Controlling Melanie." It's that's a really good tune. Oh, it's it's so the last good. Last track to, on it too. I mean, it's a good way to let it you know end it. Yeah, and it's how does it go? Oh, again? It's got that bass like. It starts a bono no 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 and then Doug comes in do 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 so good yeah uh it's the last track on the album but again it's uh they've got a thing about last tracks on the album that usually the last track on the album is like forgettable they don't let you down yeah it's forgettable on most albums right yeah but this yeah uh, it's yeah. almost like they save one for the very end. It's awesome, <laughs> mm-hmm. and this is another one. But yeah. this one sounds like they didn't record it in the basement, though. Like the controlling well, no, melody this, this sounds was... like they actually like went into a real studio and did something. Well, that's the thing with this, because like I said, they this was technically their first album. Yeah. So they released it, and it was really shitty quality. So they they ended up putting out uh, to each his own. And then they re-released their first album, remixed, remastered in a different studio, and they added three tracks, I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. From the original. So it's funny because even on uh, Spotify, it says this album came out in 93. Yeah. So that was the re-release, quote unquote. So Interesting. Yeah. Well, I know they had that whole thing going on with like Cargo Records. And I remember even Cargo Records as a kid too. uh, You know, they were like one of the first ones that brought in like any of the sub pop stuff like they yeah. were they were one of the first ones right and then and i and, and, right. and i remember seeing yeah. cargo ones on the smalls and i was like oh that's cool like mm. cargo records i remember seeing that and then I, I and then i read that they had a whole bunch of trouble with cargo and like they went under and kind of left them yeah, hanging well, they, they ended up uh, the the original owners sold it to to another group that had no uh previous Industry, music industry, you know, what a different time just went down. So, yeah, Yeah. when you're dependent on some like weird record company with God knows what kind of experience, they're handling your physical product that you with a promise to distribute and promote, and you've already (laughs) signed off the rights to it in most cases. You sign away your art, and it's just like. Is it Gosh, to me? It just sounds so archaic to what's happening. I mean, a lot of people talk about like Spotify only like shelling out pennies nothing, per stream, but like, um, it's so different now when you think about Very. it. Yeah, the, 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 there's like labor intensive, and these guys like were touring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
Like it must have been, and I, I, I get it. Like I, I understand why they they folded it in 1999. I think everyone who was somewhat of a fan was just like, yeah, it. They got it. They got to feed families, and they got to like, they got to figure it out because it ain't happening. Yeah. yeah, it. And it's like it's weird now. It's like, oh well, you want to get big. Yeah. Like you're not like a SoundCloud whatever or like uh you know, there's so many different avenues. Yeah. Yeah. To get your art out there, but And it makes you wonder if that's maybe a, a reason why they got hung up on quote unquote making it big, right? Because maybe all of the BS that happened with Cargo and them, you know, because then they had a new record company for my dear little angle and then you know, maybe that wasn't the same. Uh, maybe that's what's what stifled it, right? Like maybe that's what stopped it and put it all down too, because um, it still is one of those kind of mysteries that they never yeah. caught on more than they should have, I guess. Yeah, majors, yeah. majors never touched them, and that was the big thing at the time. I mean, if they could have got in with with any of the majors, then they, you know, it would have shot it to the next level. But it just feels like you said, like Serial Joe is catching on to this, like can rock yeah. thing in 99 like how come the smalls can't get onto that how come they're not playing edge yeah. fest and like you know yep. <clears throat> these canadian festivals you know it just feels like and maybe they didn't want to but it feels like they did too because they were touring they were selling you always you know, want to i don't care what anyone says 40, yeah. 40, cds and and cassettes well yeah by themselves you know like yep. yeah insane that's that's a that's a ton yeah. Yeah. I think they sold, you know, you can probably quadruple that for merch. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's the only thing that got them through those years. I think so. And unfortunately, I, I think so. I'm trying to find here something online as far as like what it was, but I remember reading an article when they were touring like the States and it was like they're pulling in six figures a year on merch. It's nuts. And that's what's allowing them to keep things alive. But yep. um, you know, when it doesn't get past that and you get to an age that yeah, you just they just want the sticker and they don't want to they don't want the C D. Yeah. Or they want the run DMC yeah. shirt, but they don't want to listen to run DMC. The 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 Nirvana clothing line, that new clothing brand Nirvana or Yeah. Yeah. And you know what's crazy? Like the stuff that I was reading was like they in there was a lot of riots that happened at their shows. Heard that. And it wasn't yeah, it wasn't like on like it wasn't their fault. It was just the fact that like the fans were so rabid. Yeah. That's another thing that doesn't make any sense, right? Yeah. And like our the shows were nutty. Like you yeah, you would go to like, you know, whatever at um Dinwoody or Urban Lounge, and you know sometimes you get bumped around. But, and I like you know I was going to shows when people were doing this, the stave diving yeah. and the surfing and the the whole pit. Yep. But like a small that was the first time I've ever seen a circle pit. I was like, what the fuck is going on? Crazy. <laughs> I'm gonna try this. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm gonna run around in a circle with a bunch of people. This looks crazy. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was a it was a different level. It was people who were. Um, they were there to just celebrate, you know, whatever you wanted to call it, punk rock, hardcore. Um, it was just underground music. When I was going to those shows, right. that's what I call it. It's like underground. Yeah. But, um, but maybe this is like a, a, yeah. a thing of a bigger uh, issue too. Like, and I had mentioned that earlier about like nobody really making it big from Edmonton and area. Like, no. I mean, even well, SNFU, they, they were everywhere. Yeah. But they, yeah. you know, they they never got to be, they, you know, they were big enough in the in the punk scene, starting in eighty, like early eighties, eighty one, I think. But um, yeah, yeah, even even them, I mean, four four plus albums, and it's, you know, they're yeah. a huge I mean, name. They handed the torch to the Smalls, as far as I'm yes. concerned. Yeah. I mean, they st- they were like the the first sort of resurgence or the first of the you know, mm-hmm. punk rock bands that kind of emerged from Edmonton and the smalls just ran with it. And like, yeah, it's, it's really strange because for whatever reason, I think the smalls were just too humble. The fucking, their name is called the smalls. <laughs> like, but I think it was like it's a, just, a, a kind of an F you to the, Oh, totally. You know, that's what it was, yeah. but it, maybe they were like, you know, 
Mike and I, you know, we joke about Rage Against the Machine, you know, <laughs> selling $400 tickets. And, you know, yeah. it's like, eh, <laughs> yeah. this doesn't really fit with what you're doing right. here, you know? But, like, yeah. the Smalls yeah. kind of does, you know? It's like, yeah, okay, well, maybe that's exactly what the way you need to do it, you know? Like, and there's a small pocket of people that get to listen to you and get to experience what you do. But the rest of you that don't know, you're never going to know because we don't want to... Yeah. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah. But isn't that the whole key, the whole goal of starting a band is to get your art out there? You want to be known. Right? So. Like, is that and not why you're that? Any time that I hear of a band saying, oh, I don't want to sign to a major label or I don't want to be or, pigeonholed to whatever. It's like, well, th- you, you, you want to be a musician th- and you want to pay your bills. Yeah, totally. Yes, absolutely. Sure, you don't yeah. want to be and we talked a about this before, name, but yeah. 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 On the Rancid episode, yeah. we talked about this before. Like, who cares if they sign with a major label? They got to fucking feed their families. Yep. They got to pay the bills. Yep. But, okay. You know, maybe there's certain members of the band dragging their feet because they're like, yo, I get this. Mm-hmm. This is not really, you know, my thing I want to do forever, but I got this other thing in my back pocket. Mm-hmm. And I'm making a lot of connections and, you know, maybe one day I'll do something a little bit different. So yep. I don't know. I And I hate to like throw out assumptions. I hate that. Right. But this is just my silly dreams after three beers. <laughs> maybe there are some people dragging their feet on yeah, it. It's a possibility. Like I'd rather be singing about stuff. Bibles on the dash and, Bibles. and family reunions. Yeah. Yep. My truck down yeah. by the lake. Yeah. Yeah. Truck by the lake. So who knows? Mm. I mean... I think the smalls were exactly what they were. Yep. Yeah. And if you were fortunate enough to experience that, then it was awesome. Yeah. Right? It's definitely life changing for for anyone in the know. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And hopefully somebody who's listening to this can go and, you know, listen to it for the first time because I wish. I wish I could listen yep. to something for the first time like that, you know? Yeah. Like wish I could go It'll back. Be well and, worth it. Yeah, hear it on my ears for the very first time. There's nothing like it. So, um, yeah, yeah, just a a great catalog in in a short period of time though, too. But like, you know, even you look uh, at waste and tragedy to my dear Langle, it's four years, right? Like, yeah, that's, that's a lot during the nineties and during the can rock phase that's rolling past you. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 I think they were, like you said, exactly what they needed to be at that Mm -hmm. time. So, Thanks, man. Thanks for picking this topic. It's this is a great one. We've been talking about adding this to the list for eons. Yeah, so. yeah. It's a you know, it's an important band, I guess, in Nicole and I's relationship. You know what I mean? Right. Too. It, it, it brought us together. It, yeah. It brought, it brought us together. You know, from Aww. the very beginning, because it was like, hey, man, if you like the Smalls, then you're cool. <laughs> <laughs> I consider you cool. So, And I yeah. still do. I still consider her cool because she loves the Smalls, and I love that she loves the Smalls, right? So um, yeah. I just didn't like them as much as she did at the time, right? Yeah. I was like, they're cool, but like you're really into them, so that's cool too, right? So, yeah. yeah. You are way too into Edwin at Oh, the yeah, time, I was so loving okay. Edwin. <laughs> loving Edwin, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. God bless him. All right, we want you guys to subscribe, share, and review this podcast. Keep it going. Keep it strong because we're having a great time entertaining you guys with B-Sides and Beers podcast.